Good morning. Welcome to another Morning Java brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market where uh, it's still fall and you better jump on all their fall fun foods, drinks uh, before they go away. They have the Pilgrim Sandwich, which is like uh, Thanksgiving and a sub and then two different kinds of pumpkin milkshakes. One of them you get like a Nilla wafer in it. They're incredible. Uh, so get them before they go away. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking uh, uh, fun penguins discussion. Um, started with, so like Ovechkin uh, said in the news in Russia uh, this week that um, he, he plans on only ever playing for the Capitals uh, in his NHL career. Uh, but in, you know, two, three, I think he said four or five years, he might want to finish his career in Russia with Moscow. Um, so I... <laughs> You know, he came into the league, you know, same time walking across me. They're all kind of, you know, getting up there in like mid-30s and age where this is something that you talk about. Um, do you see Crosby and Malkin following the similar path where they're not ever going to play for another NHL team in their career? Oh, well, I think Crosby in particular has made a point of, you know, expressing the idea that he wants to play his entire career in Pittsburgh, and I think ownership has made it clear that it has the same thing in mind. As far as I know, Malkin might feel the same way. I don't know whether or not he has expressed it. But that's, you know, in, in today's game with free agency and, and things like that, you know, it, it's kind of unusual for, for a guy, especially one who has a, a long career, you know, 10 or 15 seasons, to spend it all with one team. So, I can see, you know, the three guys we've mentioned in this conversation, I think they're all headed for the Hall of Fame. Um, so, you know, I think that would be a nice little uh, note on their resumes. It's not as if uh, any of the three would uh, be kept out or if it would in any way diminish anything they've accomplished in their careers if they were to go to another team. But, you know, I, I, I think it would be nice if, uh, if all three could do that. Yeah, and all, all three of them have won a cup already. Because I mean, you see, like like Marlowe, uh, Thornton, Aginla, when they get older, and you know, if they haven't won, like they will be shipped off, you know, to get a shot somewhere else. But all three of these guys have won. Um, I mean, Penguins especially. Uh, and back to Malk and his his wife did an interview with a Russian uh, news Sport Express um, a couple months ago where. She said she expects him to finish his um, NHL career with Pittsburgh, but kind of like, like Ovechkin, um, she thinks Malkin wants to finish his like, career in Russia with Magnitogorsk. Um, so I don't, you know, if he wants to spend one year there, I mean, how, how many more years would he be around in Pittsburgh, you know, or, you know, like Ovechkin uh, with the Caps if they do want to have, you know, that, that last part of their career in Russia? Yeah, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, as as you mentioned, Malkin got started in his hometown of Magnitogorsk. Uh, Ovechkin, coincidentally or otherwise, has only played for one team in, in Russia for Dinamo Moscow, um, and I'm sure that's where he would go if uh, if he were to, uh, you know, cap his career uh, over there. Um, can't hold it against the guy of uh, playing for two teams if he's doing it in two different leagues. Um, no, that's, uh, you know, I, I, and I, and I can understand guys uh, from Russia or Sweden or Finland or wherever uh, where there's a uh, high quality league uh, that might 
be a notch below the NHL, uh, you know, wanting to return to, to their homelands uh, for the final chapters of their career where, uh, you know, they might be losing a bit of effectiveness in, in North America, but that they can still go out on a very high note um, playing, you know, in, in the, the country where they learned the game. Yeah, with, and with the Russian guys in particular, I think um, something that maybe might extend their time uh, here in the NHL is, is that NHL players are going to be playing in the Olympics. Because if you remember back uh, 2018, Ovechkin was talking about, like, trying, because, you know, NHLers can play in those Olympics, and he was talking about trying to, you know, figure out a way to play in those Olympics, whether he just leave the Capitals and go back to Russia for the year. I mean, like, Leon's just was fine with like letting him leave, you know, the caps for the, for the Olympics to coming back, but the NHL said no. Um, and I mean, you figure if these guys, they probably only have one, maybe two Olympics left. If, if, if the NHL weren't going to let those guys play, I mean, you, you would have to assume like Ovechkin would have left um, to finish that because it is important to, got, to guys like that. And, and, I mean, you remember back in 2018, 2018 I mean, the Caps won the Cup, uh, and Ovechkin was talking about wanting to leave before that to play in the Olympics. So I think letting these guys play in the Olympics might extend their time in the NHL um, a little bit longer. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's a good point. All right, some interesting junior hockey news uh, for next season. It, it looks like the OHL is not going to have body checking for – for next season that's in response to coronavirus uh trying to keep some level of uh distancing on the ice that's not coming from the ohl that's coming from the minister of sport in ontario um that's just one of the conditions laid out if they you know want to come back and it's just an interesting concept i mean they're not coming back until february anyway but when they do come back that league probably can't afford to do a full bubble um and we are seeing in the QMJHL, I mean, uh, they started on time in October and they've already had eight teams had to have to, you know, take um, pause and shut down for a bit because of coronavirus. Uh, and so the OHL, you know, kind of in response to that, that's, um, they're going to have to follow this hitting thing. What, what do you think about that concept? Because I, I think, I think it's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I dislike it on just about every possible level. I mean, if you, uh, you know, you can understand the, the desire to contain the virus. I mean, that, that goes without saying in, in today's society. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it might actually be counterproductive to take hitting out of the game because if you don't have guys being knocked off the puck, um, you're going to have more close contact battles for pucks. You're going to have guys breathing on each other a lot more than they would be in the uh, split second that it, that it takes to throw a check. Um, and, you know, and perhaps the guys I feel worst about in all of this would be the scouts who are uh, going to be asked to evaluate teenage hockey players, which is tough enough under the best of circumstances, but they're going to be asked to project the pro potential of guys who are playing in a no contact league. Um, <laughs> that's just, I, I, I really feel for them. I, and, you know, taking, 
body checking out of hockey, I think would be kind of like taking tackling out of football. Uh, you could have a variation. Yes, you could play flag football, but I'm not sure that it would be a uh, provide an accurate uh, way of assessing uh, an individual or, or a team's football abilities. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for anything uh, that can make, you know, these upcoming seasons safer for guys. I mean, especially with these, um, I mean, these, these are kids we're talking about for the most part. And I mean, 16 year olds, anything that can make it safer, um, prevent the spread of coronavirus, I'm all for. But I, I don't think this will do that because, I mean, like you said, it, a hit, like how much, like, are they really in contact? But then you look at, you know, uh, battles for pucks in the corners or, you know, like guys like fighting for a rebound, like in the crease, you're going to be a lot closer for, you know, extended period of time than, than a hit. So I don't, I don't see how, how this fixes anything. Um, I, I, I just, if it's going to spread, this is not going to, I don't think it's going to limit it at all. No, I, I don't. And I, I mean, I think if you're that concerned about any sort of contact uh, being a serious source of spread of the virus, cancel the season. You know, don't, you know, I, I don't know that anyone will benefit uh, from <clears throat> playing games that aren't being contested under anything resembling normal conditions, you know, in empty buildings, um, you know, you know, calling off an entire season obviously is a drastic and undesirable move, but, you know, given that, uh, if, if the option is between doing that and putting a watered down version of, of hockey on display, I think I would lean toward just packing it in and uh, getting ready for the following season. Yeah, and the, I mean, the QMJHL, OHL, WHL, they all have, um, you know, very different styles of play. Uh, the QMJHL, not the most physical league uh, to begin with. And, I mean, opening weekend, I mean, it started out uh, like the Armada and the Phoenix played each other. Um, like, there was a home at home, the Ar and it, you know, started out, you know, like, oh, one positive case on the Armada. And just from, from those two games, it, it ended up being – it was something like over 20 players between the two teams had it, um, players and staff. So it, it and uh, I, I don't think a hitting is going to remedy that. And I mean, you like the European leagues, um, not a lot of hitting in those leagues and it's still spreading. Um, and I think taking out hitting does not eliminate physical, uh, you know, physical co contact. Cause I mean, um, I'm big into women's hockey. There's not uh, body checking in women's hockey. It's still a very uh, physical game. And if it, you know, if this is going to look anything like that, I mean, it's not going to keep guys apart. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned earlier, if you're not having guys being knocked off of the puck, you're going to have more extended battles for pucks. You're going to have guys breathing in proximity, close proximity, uh, for longer periods of time. It, I mean, taking body checking out of the game really seems like it's, it would be counterproductive. Uh, maybe what they should do is make body checking mandatory 
And, uh, you know, you get a minor penalty if you don't throw at least three hits on every shift. Yeah, and luckily for the Penguins, this doesn't, um, this likely will not affect any of their prospects. The only prospect in the system eligible to play in the OHL next season is Jonathan Gruden, um, the one they got in the um, in the Senators trade. He can go back to the London Knights for an overage season, but um, uh, given, I guess, where he is, uh, like readiness-wise, and the fact that going back to the OHL under these conditions, probably not a good thing. I don't think they're going to be sending him back for an overage season. So. Yeah, that, I mean, at this point, I would certainly expect him to uh, be in Wilkes-Barre or if he'd be wheeling uh, for the coming season. I think that's a lot more likely than going back to the OHL. Okay, so we agree on, uh, we're on the same page when it comes to hitting in the OHL. Uh, some, uh, the, the discussion we disagree on is, um, Team goal songs versus individual goal songs. Individual goal songs, it's something some teams are moving toward. Um, Vancouver did it a couple years ago. Um, the Charlotte Checkers and the AHL have been doing it for a couple years, and the Capitals and the Sharks recently started doing that. So what that is, they don't have a team goal song. Guys pick their own goal songs, and when they score, uh, depending on who scored, you know, they play their goal song. I like it. I like seeing that kind of individualism in hockey. It's not something... Um, the sport has a lot of it kind of discourages it um and i know you're on the uh, opposite side of this what do you think yeah i am i mean it's it's a team game um i when you score a goal i think there's uh, generally an element of teamwork involved in it um certainly there are occasions when individual efforts make things happen but um i yeah i'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways and uh i mean i could do without songs at all after goals are scored um but if you're going to have something i i think it should be universal uh you know the same for everyone on your team i i don't know that the contributions of a a goal scorer are any greater than those of a defensive defenseman who prevents goals but um, you know, that guy's not going to get a song played every time he blocks a shot or does a good job of tying up an opponent in front. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't think that uh, individual or team goal songs are the, are the greatest issue confronting the league these days. But uh, if, uh, if the choice were left up to me, I, I would prefer to see, you know, it, it'd be be the same across the board for, for each team. Yeah, some guys just have really, really fun ones. I know, like, Stefan Nason, when, when he went over to San Jose, he uses, like, Hakuna Matata from, like, The Lion King. Um, I think, like, Lars Zeller on the Caps uses, like, Get Low, like, like rap songs. But then, like, you look at, like, down uh, – the, the Checkers have been doing it for a while. You have – I know there's, like, a Swedish guy using just the Swedish anthem, so, like, not even a very, like, hype song. <laughs> And I, I think that's great. I think Brian Gibbons used the, the John Cena theme when he was down there, which I think is funny. Um, someone uses It's Raining Men. They're just, it, I, I love the differences like that. Um, and I, I went around, um, so that, like, because the Penguins changed their goal song last season from, from Party Hard to Jump Around. Um, that's a different discussion. But I went around, like, you know, the Penguins locker room and I asked guys, um about you know the concept of individual goal songs and if that's something they'd be in favor of and a lot of them were against the idea I mean I 
a lot of the, those guys I talked to are not around anymore because of the rosters. But like Blandisi, I remember him saying like you shouldn't be able to tell who scored. Um, uh, I, I asked Jari because Jari has scored a goal before and he was like completely against it. Um, other guys, they really liked the idea. Um, I know I remember like Cahoon said like like you know if the team liked it then I would like it, which is kind of going back to that. Uh, it's just one collective. Um, and guys picked some interesting songs. I remember Blandy C had like Shots by LMFAO, which I don't think you'd know. Um, but then like, you know, like Lafferty had like Kickstart My Heart by like Motley Crue. So I, I don't know, I like those differences. Um, uh, and I remember, uh, cause I, I told, uh, well, <laughs> it's funny. Cause the, the reason I was asking was because, you know, they, they changed the jump around. And I remember I asked Dominic Simone, you know, first, like, you know, what do you think of the new goal song? And this was like a month into the season. And he was like, they changed it. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> the jokes kind of write themselves there. certainly. <laughs> I was like, oh, and he, I told him that. He's like, huh. <laughs> he mm -hmm. still didn't realize. Um, I remember he said he might pick the, the Czech national anthem, which you probably wouldn't hear a lot otherwise. But uh, if, if you had to pick a goal song for yourself, what would it be? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um. I know mine. I would pick a Jonas Brothers song just because I don't care whether or not other people would like it, but, like, burn it up by the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> um, something, something hype like that, but you could pick a national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – if, if Slovenia has a national anthem, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. I, I remember I asked uh, Rico because uh, he couldn't think of something and I told him I was like you know a Swedish guy in Charlotte using the Swedish anthem what about the Finnish anthem he's like absolutely not <laughs> I don't know Finnish anthem's pretty hype I might uh, I might have to steal the Finnish anthem but uh, I don't know maybe uh, you know this is all a moot point if there aren't fans in the building I don't think uh, teams are going to care what they play <laughs> so and there's still a guy or two in the league from Austria isn't there maybe somebody can come up with a Viennese waltz to play <laughs> That'll completely kill the idea of individual goal songs.